This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, good evening, or good morning, if you're listening when this comes out, wherever you get your podcasts on Thursday. Currently, we are recording right before, or right as the Seattle and Washington game is going on, and Caps are already up by one. Is that right, Polly? Yeah, man, Willie. Willie finished. Um, nice play down low by Kuzi to fight and get the puck free and put it right on Willie's tape and snipe from the slot. Beautiful, beautiful play. The only not cool thing about the play is that uh, it was a Kuzi-only assist, so no point for Ovi, but hey, you know, that's okay. Was it on the power play? No, it was, it was even strength. Nice. Um... Yeah, I'm just looking at my fantasy lineup and crying. That's all. Um, all right. Well, Caps fans, we've got a great episode for you today. As always, this is our Thursday episode. We'll be diving into some things that we saw last week that, uh, you know, either we loved or we didn't. And usually when we didn't, it's my my hockey troll hip check. And then when we did, it's uh, snack time with Polly Cupcakes. So... I think we should just get right into it, Polly. What do you think? Yes. One, two, three. All right. So, Polly, I guess you've gotten some Twitter fame. You were telling me or something? What, what is this? You were retweeted? I don't know. What's happening? Okay. Don't don't make me sound like a complete loser. <laughs> I mean, I was excited because John Butchergross retweeted my tweet. Um talking about he put on his college hockey rankings because he's he's a big college hockey guy i mean he's the i'm pretty sure he's the guy who create yeah he's the one who created the hashtag college hockey you know spelled c-a-w-l-i-d-g-e-h-a-w-k-e-y um so he you know he's a big college hockey guy i think he pretty much has been calling the the frozen four for uh the, however many years I can't even remember. It's usually him and Barry Melrose because ESPN does do the Frozen Four. Um, so anyway, he put out his his new rankings and Notre Dame bumped up. So I, you know, I quoted it was just pumping Notre Dame's tires about it, and he retweeted me, and you know, it felt nice. <laughs> You're famous. Did you know Tom- he grew up? Uh, he grew up near near Wheeling. He grew oh, yeah. from Steubenville, Ohio. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So, uh, big ESPN hockey slash all around sports guy is, uh, he's from half hour away from us, Ohio Valley. Well, good the for home him. Home of Dean Martin. <laughs> home of Dean Martin. Yeah. Um, well, Caps fans, today on the Hockey Chill Hip Check, I'm going to shit on Rick Bonus. Uh, and if you don't know why, You'll find out. Uh, and Paul is going to give us a somewhat good uh, update on NCAA sports. We're going to hear more about those Golden Dome boys out in Well, it's not 
it's not just Notre Dame, but, uh, you know, I'd still be talking about this even if it wasn't Notre Dame because, you know, uh, just a, a preview without me breaking it down. Yeah. Two highly ranked teams got swept this weekend. So awesome. I'm going to talk about that. Got to love an underdog story. Uh, kind of like that overrated movie, Rudy. But we'll be talking about uh, – I, I do want to say, you know, Capsons, I hope that you are tuning into us live as you're watching the uh, Kraken get their asses kicked by the Washington Capitals. We're going to keep it short so that you can get back to hearing those angelic voices of Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan. But right now, I think we should just get right into the Hockey Troll Hip Check. What do you think? Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. keep this short rick bonus is a fucking douchebag all right this guy's a piece of shit uh the reason i think this is you know so this is a guy who got his job because uh i fuck i I can't even the name escapes me uh guy checked himself into uh rehab the head coach last year um and Rick Bonus basically got this job by default and then took the Stars to a Stanley Cup final by pure COVID luck. And then management is all like, oh, man, this might be the guy for the future. Uh, and that's where he sits right now. Like, that's his, that's his. you know, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. He's he's had a, a long coaching career and whatnot. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't believe that he's got any sort of true true clout and what head coach does in the nhl i feel like there's maybe only a handful two or three barry trots uh and that's about it it's like where the 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 in the list ends as to proven labulette that is proven hockey knowledge and knows how to manage a team obviously rick bonus has no fucking idea he healthy scratched riley tufte who is a Minnesota boy, spent his entire call-up bonus to get his friends and family, and then he tapped his other buddy, Nick Bugstead, uh, who's playing for Minnesota, to get even more tickets because he just like was going to have a shot to play in front of him uh, in Dallas, right? So Dallas Stars are playing the Minnesota Wild on the 18th, and he was slated to play. And, like, literally the afternoon before the game, Rick Bonus healthy scratches him. Look, there is no way this coach did not know all of this was going down. Like, as far as all of the, like, spent his entire bonus on getting, like, you know. Captions, I don't know if you realize, but, like, the number one way that the NHL owners make money is off t- ticket sales. Like, we're, the NHL is not a nationwide uh Network, they like they don't make their money on TV. They should, but they don't. Um, and and you know it's it's still very like a regional sport. And this kid really just was like, "Fuck it," you know. This might be the only time any of my friends are going to let me play. See see me play in Minnesota. Going back to the hometown, stars are in town, and bonus goes, "Nope, nope, 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 nope." I'm going to make a statement here because I'm an egotistical maniac. And healthy scratches this kid. I don't even know what his stats are. 
It's just a fucking dick move. Like, you got your rookie up there. You called him up a week ago because you needed his fucking help. And you just like, yeah, you know, we could contend for something. Meanwhile, the Stars aren't even in playoff position. So, and and it's early in the season. And the Stars are banged up. So, it's really just a, a sad kind of lead up to the event. And then finally, the Stars play Minnesota and get the absolute shit kicked out of them, 7-2. to I mean, that's an embarrassment. Um, I, I really don't see how there's any redeemable call on this coach. Uh, the Stars are 6th out of the wild card spot, and they have 16 fucking points. They're clinging desperately to a 500 record. And they're minus eight in goals differential. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Man. I mean, so look, the guy, the kid paid, the kid got in like one game before this. All right. He, he played 10 minutes. Looks like he might, you know, looks like he's in, right? You think you bring a rookie up, you're going to give him a couple games at least, right? Polly? Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I mean, let him play two games. You called him up for a fucking reason. You only have a certain amount of time in which his shelf life is ended and you have to take him back down or whatever. He has to clear waivers, whatever the fuck that is. And they took him to Minnesota with him. Yeah. I mean, and they are right. going to travel with this kid and then scratch him. Right. Exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, teams do this all the time in the sense of like, all right, well, we've got some healthy scratches. Like if you don't come with us on the – I mean, you come with us on the trip because you're part of the team, but you may not play. I mean, that's always a risk. But, and and to know all to know all this, and then still just be like, oh well, you know, we have a chance to win these big these big game points for the fucking Dallas Stars who are going to the buzzsaw of Minnesota. You know, that was already an L. Everybody in that fucking locker room knew they were going to take the L probably before they even stepped on the ice. They just didn't know it was going to be this fucking bad. Um, I. I do not see any redeemable factors here. There is no excuse for this coach to do this. No, not at all. And you know, I think so. First of all, what makes it even worse is he tried to blame it on his assistant coach. <laughs> um, and then wait, how? Would have been how? 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 Uh, you you know, might have read something. I I look. Yeah, hold on. I mean, he basically was just like. Nope, you know, just didn't like the energy or the speed. And it's like, yeah, those are things that are commonly not in a 23-year-old guy. Like, fuck you, dude. You just didn't, you just wanted to shit on somebody's parade to make yourself feel better. That's how it looks, and I'm, that's my, that's my, that's my segment, and I'm sticking fucking to it. Rick Bonus is a dumbass. Um... You know, I mean, he elaborated on it, and again, you know, like, this dude wasn't lining it up. That's fine. But he's, it's his second game. He's, uh, and, and the worst part is, like, this kid had, like, I think it was diabetes. Uh, he would be in the hospital looking at the Minnesota arena and saying, like, you know, one day I'm going to play there. And he finally gets his shot. And out. 
So, so it was his second straight. So I did, this is something I didn't read before. It was his second straight scratch. scratch. So he was out Saturday against St. Louis. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, you're looking at a team that's 500. You're middling at best. You might as well. Like, I think that the boys in the locker room would absolutely respond. Like, give this kid a shot. You know, let him see what he can do and get him out in front of his home. Like, distract them from your shitty fucking team. You're the Dallas Stars. There's no reason that you made it to the fucking Stanley Cup Finals in the past 15 years. There's no fucking reason other than a global pandemic. Yeah, I mean, so he said it was ultimately assistant coach Derek Lade, maybe is how you say it, said it was his decision. So he was blaming this assistant coach and then also like taking credit away from himself saying that this guy has the power um making that decision you know what would have been what makes this even like and this is just me like thinking theatrically but like he's a kid from minnesota and he would have had one of his you know his second game of his career would have been playing for the former north stars coming back into Minnesota is just like a full a whole full circle storyline. Yeah. In addition to it being his hometown. And they just, you know, screw him over like that. It's there's really no excuse for it. And honestly, if I was if I was that player, I would feel like any if I get played within the next game or two, it's just like his guilty conscience. Right. And so Here's here's the quote from Bonus because obviously media was like, "Why are you dick, bro?" Um, he goes, "We get into the we get to the rink on Thursday morning. Seggy's back in the hotel. Another guy's pulled off the ice for testing positive. Now we're down two. So I went to Riley and Joe Hanley. Riley is the guy that we're talking about, and said, "You guys are going to play tonight." Now, because these two guys are out, we're going to play eleven forwards and seven defensemen because we're going to have to, and that's. When I left the rink at 1230, that's what we were doing. I came back at 4 o'clock. They, t- they tell me, well, we're ready to play. They got the green light to play. So the first thing I did was picked up the phone and called Riley and said, Riley, before anyone buys tickets here and gets committed, you're out tonight. It's changed. I do want you to take warm-up in case someone gets sick. At 4 o'clock, he knew he wasn't going to play. They had lots of times to cancel tickets or whatever that was. 4 o'clock. Four o'clock on game day. There's no time. The time that you have is to go to the fucking game, drink beer, and then try to scalp tickets. Uh, that's that's the that's what you're talking about there. Um, and yeah, then he goes, "Sorry, real world. right? Yeah, well, he's so disconnected. Obviously, he goes, "Sorry, I honestly don't understand the big deal about this, but whatever. He's a good kid. We had a good conversation. There's no issues." Um, Tuff's agent, Ben Hackinson, tweeted that all the tickets he's buying wipe out entire salary of getting called up to the NHL. But close friend and wild forward Nick Bustead helped him out with some of the tickets, some of his tickets. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) just like the Wednesday before, like Tuesday talks about how many friends and family would be in the building. Um, You know, the big guns were out. Sagan, Hintz, both of those guys were out. Hackin' a paw. 
uh, tested positive in late October. I'm just like, you know, basically bonus or bonus picked Kivaranta over Tufty. Uh, he could have Tufty could have been in the lineup had Rope or Hints been out, which I think both of them were. And yeah, I mean. The, he says the situation could have been handled better because if Bonus had just communicated some shit. So, this dude just, I don't know, man. It reeks of Babcock. Yeah, and there have been a lot of people um, saying that. I, I've seen a lot of tweets saying a very similar thing there, and I think it's 100% accurate. You know, the, the stories that have come out about Babcock, this is that kind of stuff. It's It sounds to me like a very narrow-minded, inconsiderate, power-tripping douchebag. Right. And here's the thing about Babcock. At least Babcock had a pedigree to lean back on. Cups. Detroit. You know, dude was a winner. And, and then he comes to Toronto and tries to, like, swing deck and whatever, you know? I mean, and the old, let's just say this. The only positive thing I've ever heard about Babcock was that Sean Avery loved him when I read his, when I, when I listened to Sean Avery's audiobook. Which isn't really, like, a shining endorsement. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and the only reason Avery liked him was because, Babcock did dickhead things to Sean Avery. Like, when he was getting called up, when Avery was getting called up to the wings, uh, Babcock still made him participate in the bag skate hours before. He, he already knew he was getting called up. He still made Avery go through full practice bag skate, and then and then he told him the news after practice. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a move. Right, and I mean, this yeah. was in, like, what, Alec, uh, Kalamazoo? So he could have, like, you know, gotten to the rink early and, like, seen some of the guys and, like, took in his nap. No, fuck that. You're scooting, bro. I don't know. I, um... It... I'm sure Riley is going to be fine from this or whatever. I mean, but it just... You know, in in... The, it's just not a good time to be being a dick for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I've coached before, uh, you know, pretty extensively, or at least in like positions of power like this, you know, West Virginia lacrosse coach of the year. No, no, no big <laughs> deal. But, uh, I, you know, totally joking, but like, I mean, not joking that I, I, I won that, but it was, it, it's a joke in itself. But like, I I look at this and I'm like, man, like I only benched players because they were fuckheads or they did something wrong in school. Everybody had like equal treatment, you know, when you when you're on the field, when you're on the ice, like you're whatever, and then hey, look, there still is the human capacity to it, right? You know, somebody was having yeah. a problem and pull them aside and be like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> What's going on? Wait, yeah. everything okay?" Uh I don't know, man. I, I just... Ugh. It's just such a shitty thing to do to a kid. You know? Yeah, it really is. 
And, you know, Rick Bonus, who the fuck are you? You could be out of a job in another year, especially after this fucking season. The Dallas Stars aren't good, but and they don't have the roster to be, but I and and you know, it's crazy. You get lucky and and this is what happens. This is how and this should be more of an indictment on like poor management than anything else, right? Because like the Dallas Stars obviously think Rick Bonus is somebody now. And of course he's he's got, you know, over a decade of experience coaching as an assistant. But at the same time you look at it and you're like uh, just seems like an egomaniacal power trip over other adults. If you were playing yeah. hockey against me, I'd ask like why your dad didn't hug you enough. Uh, can confirm that is a line you use. <laughs> hey, hey, two six, you mad? Daddy didn't hug you enough. That always gets a good yeah. raise. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, maybe one episode we'll just have like all my chirps that I've ever had in beer league and just see like what, you know, if we get canceled or not. We'll probably get canceled. Yeah, we need to start micing you up. <laughs> Captains, if you would like to see Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes mic'd up in a beer league game, um, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do that just because I, just for through my own ego. But I, yeah, I don't I mean, know how just, we do it. You're just going to hear me breathing heavy. <laughs> but I mean, that could be a show in itself. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to change genres and be like weird erotic shit. Um, <laughs> but if you want to hear us mic'd up, I mean, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. We're, uh, we, we have a little bit of budget now. We'll, we'll buy the mics and get a videographer out there. Yeah, man. That'd be embarrassing though, man. I don't know if I could bring a videographer to our beer league game. Kayla commented ASMR and I agree. Me, <laughs> me breathing... Me breathing heavily would just soothe just... people. Yeah. If for like the very like at the very least they'd be like, God, I'm healthier than this guy. <laughs> Alright, well all this all of this talk's got me worked up. Rick Bonus, you're a douchebag. You should have fucking just played the kid. Especially I mean it's Minnesota. They're flying high right now. You knew going in, you're going to play for overtime at best. You know, you might have fed some bullshit line to your team, but you knew with the depleted roster that you were playing for overtime at best. At best, you were going to get one point if you were lucky two out of this matchup. You might as well have just let this young kid go out and play, to be completely honest. Uh, and you didn't. And you're a douchebag and everybody, and you don't know why. Well, you know why now, motherfucker. And do better. Uh, be nicer. Don't be rude. <laughs> but I'm hungry. What about you, Polly? Yeah, well, you know, before I serve up dessert, maybe we should have a, a, a palate cleanser. Oh, it's oh yes. You're right. <laughs> You're right. 
Caps fans, the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a depth deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long in DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week. One puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wage required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice assist there, Pauly. I was totally going to blow past that. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm ending the night with at least two points. There you are. There you are. All right. Here we go. Snack time with Pauly Cupcakes. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Mmm. I'm ready. <laughs> there we go. Mmm. So, all right, we're going to talk a little bit of college hockey. So, coming into this week, I'll just tell you who the top 14 teams are. What? Because that's what's relevant. Okay. Um, all right. So at one, you got Michigan, ten okay. and two, rolling through teams. Saint Cloud State, nine and three, number two. Then Minnesota State, Minnesota Duluth, Quinnipiac, North Dakota, Minnesota, UMass, Omaha, Cornell, Denver, Providence, and then number thirteen is Western Michigan, and number fourteen is Notre Dame. Go Mavs! All right. Well, yeah, I'll talk about them a little bit at the end. So we'll start off with with number two. So number two, St. Cloud State, they go into Western Michigan. Number 13, you know, Western Michigan had their home crowd at their back, and they put St. Cloud, uh, they they extended the losing streak that St. Cloud had. So St. Cloud was number one two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And – they lost one of those uh, games last weekend. Western Michigan made it three in a row, dominating fashion, six to two and four to nothing. Um, actually, it was the first time in quite a while that someone from Western Michigan had scored four goals in a game. I mean, really, it's just not, I don't think, what anyone was expecting in this game, especially – unless you're like a real hardcore fan probably aren't even really familiar with Western Michigan's success, but right. that's really going to shake things up. So number two goes down dominating fashion. If I had to guess they could drop out of the top five. Yeah. The real exciting upset this weekend though, was two very close games at Yost arena. Number 14, Notre Dame went in, swept the home Michigan Wolverines who have just been rolling. Um, 
you know, it started off looking like Michigan was going to keep rolling. Uh, they were up two to nothing in the third, and then 30 seconds, 36 seconds following Michigan's second goal, Hunter Strand got the Irish on the board, and then Ryder Rolston tied it up towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the period, sent it to OT. Ryder Rolston does it again on a power play, one timer. It's Michigan's first loss in almost a month. And, you know, this is big. Notre Dame comes into an away arena and they get one out of two. You know, if you're a Notre Dame fan or someone rooting for Michigan to lose, you're thinking this is good. You know, at least they'll maybe drop one because I think a lot of people were expecting Michigan to just dominate. I don't think, uh, you know, Notre Dame didn't have as high of expectations as they've had in the past coming into the season. Right. That gave them their uh, fifth win in a row. And as most college hockey goes, they played a, a home and ho- or a, a back-to-back, you know, normally yeah, in so, college hockey. So tell me about these. Like when you say – so it's it's a lot – I mean somewhat like baseball in the sense of like when college hockey happens and the team makes a move and they go play, is it usually like a series, like two games in a – like Saturday, Sunday, or is it like two games in two days, or is it like the NHL where you're like a game, day rest, game? Yeah, typically it's it's a it's a back to back, you know, uh, at the same arena. In the past, when they were in different conferences, and I think even when they've been in the same conference because they're so close, Notre Dame and Michigan will split both series as a home and home because it's only like. I think it's less than two hours between the campuses. Oh, okay. So they've, they've split in the past, but this one was completely at Michigan. But, yeah, that's typically the way it goes is you just go play two uh, against the same opponent at the same arena. And then if they're in your conference, you'll do it again at the other team's arena later on. Now you do have your – they still do have their one-offs like um, Notre Dame – they play Boston College next week, just one game. Um, and who was it? Uh, Quinnipiac. They played a Thursday night against Clarkson. And then Saturday, they played St. Lawrence. So they, they put a, a day between them and, you know, played two different teams. So that does happen. But typically, you're going to have the same team two nights in a row. Sometimes it's Saturday, Sunday, but usually Friday, Saturday. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so Notre Dame gets game one. And honestly, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're thinking, this is better than we expected. You know, we got one out of two away against number one. That's good. Yeah, it's a comeback win, right? Yeah, it was a comeback win away. You know, that's against number one. You you can't really – you can't ask for more, but you can hope for more. And, well, those those hopes were answered in a five-to-four win – the next night over Michigan again. You know, Michigan again went up two nothing. Then Notre Dame answered with three, and then they just went back and forth until again overtime. And then Max Ellis, he uh, he put the game away, finished off the sweep. It was also his hat trick. Um, pretty pretty big game. If you're a Notre Dame fan, pretty crazy to see one and two both get swept in the same weekend. I mean, in college hockey. There's there is a lot of ebb and flow, and you know, uh, you know, 
St. Cloud State's 9-3 and three coming into this weekend, and they're number two. That just kind of shows you how balanced it is. It's not like college, uh, college football, college basketball, where the top teams have one or two losses and there's a big gap. I mean, it's uh, what's parity. There's a lot of parity. Right. These teams are beating each other up the whole year. But um, it's really not what you would expect from number one and, and number two. And so following this type of weekend where one and two both get swept uh, in Michigan's favor, it was two close games. So I think they'll get the extra points there and you know they'll get the style points because they didn't get dominated. St. Cloud coming off, uh, you know, now they have three losses in a row, getting dominated twice. I wouldn't be surprised if St. Cloud drops out of the top five. Yeah, I think Michigan probably drops to three, four at the at the the farthest. But then you got your next three: Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota State, and Quinnipiac. Minnesota Duluth split with North Dakota, who was ranked sixth. So that doesn't look too bad. Minnesota Duluth probably stays at three. Maybe gets a bump up just because the other two teams lost. Michigan State, they swept St. Thomas, which isn't um, terribly challenging. I, I'm thinking Minnesota State jumps up to number one. Uh, and then Quinnipiac had a shootout win against Clarkson and then dominated St. Lawrence eight to nothing. So based off of this past weekend, if I had to guess, you know, I, I'm thinking Minnesota State. Quinnipiac, Michigan, Minnesota, Duluth, St. Cloud. Um, St. Cloud might drop farther than that, but of the top five, I think that's the order they end up in. So when the rankings come out, we'll see if I was right. Is, is Minnesota State the new number one? Um, and, that, you know, North Dakota splitting with number three, Duluth, I think they're going to bump up in the top five. It, I think that the top five will stay the same except St. Cloud. I think St. Cloud will probably jump, drop out. North Dakota is your new number five. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when, you know, by the time this recording is on podcast platforms, the the poll is already out. But uh, you could look like a genius. Yeah, I, I could. I really <laughs> could. Um, actually, I'll, I'll pull up um, the tweet I was talking about. Uh, John Butcher Gross retweeted me and see – See who his new uh, his new top is. He so he put Duluth at number one, Minnesota State at two. He's got Western Michigan at number three, Michigan at four, Quinnipiac at five. So uh, you know my top five agrees with all of it but one. Uh, and then he bumped Notre Dame all the way up to seven, which you know after sweeping number one, it's pretty fair to have a, a significant jump. So. Um, you know, he's probably more in tune with how the voting goes than I am, so I'm, I'm sure his vote's probably a little more accurate than my guess. But, yeah, you know, I, th- I think uh, keep an eye out on the rankings. There's there's going to be a very – not a very different look, but a different look than what we had this week. And uh, the state of hockey is going to be back up in the, the top spots. Word. You know, I – I'm always, you know, it sounds super stupid to me, but like I've always been super partial to those Michigan Wolverine helmets, man. The three stripes, I fucking love those. And then, you know, of course, back in the back when I was playing hockey, that 
when you know I think that all these young fucks think that that the whole like picking the the uh, puck up on your stick, which you know I do after every warm up. It's just kind of a <laughs> kind of a thing for me. Um, I I feel like that's a that's like a um, that was always called the Michigan for us when I was yeah. growing up. Um, I literally do now they this, call it lacrosse goal, right? Which is no, it's the Michigan. Uh, and that I don't even know who did it. The guy who did it did it in like a big game uh, for the win, I believe. And then they think they won off that. Um, yeah, I think it's back in the nineties. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thanks for dating me. Um, but I I always do it. And I'm like, am I going to have a good game today? Let's see if I can pick this up in the first try. And if <laughs> I can pick it up on the first try, I'm like, yeah. And I still have a shitty game. But it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, that's 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 my whole – like I have two rules on warmies, dude. And it's first shot, hard shot, like a real quote-unquote real shot always goes into the goalie's glove. It's rule number one for me, right, in warmies. Beer league, wherever. If I don't hit it in the goalie's glove, like I feel bad. But, you know, then, I, then it's like, okay, the second shot goes – I mean, I have to get a shot right in the goalie's glove. Like, and if he doesn't catch it, which – you know, shout out Smita. He sometimes doesn't because I just have such a ripper. Uh, I just like, all right, fuck it, dude. I, I gave it to you, whatever. Uh, but every sh- first shot always in the goalie's glove every time. Um, new team, old team, always come out first shot in the goalie's glove. And then at when everybody's like picking up pucks to like after warmies are over – I get all, I go to like where all the pucks are being gathered and I just like try to pick one up. And if I can pick one up, like I'm like, okay, good. Now I'm ready to play hockey. That's something only two. Do you have any superstitions? No, I don't do any of that. Um, Oh, I, no, you've no, you've no, nothing. No, when I was a kid, I, uh, I used to always, uh, I had to get a bag of Skittles from the, the rinks vending machine. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, Imagine. Um, <laughs> snack, snack time with Polly Cupcakes. His pregame warmy includes a bag of Skittles. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got I've got a few uh a few things that, you know, as I've talked about before, I've got O C D, so a right. few things that hold me up when I'm getting ready. Um but I'm not going to go into detail there. Just okay. But no, no true like uh, no true superstitions. I, I'd say. So that's Any the thing. More at least. I figured you'd have like many, and I'm the one that's like all superstitious. Maybe I maybe I should go get fucking diagnosed. Because no, nah, I mean I think you're pretty you're pretty par for the course there. I mean that, that's just uh, <laughs> that's that's a hockey thing. That's a sports thing. You know, that's just. The way it is, you know, I, I, I think I, I, I definitely um, think there was a time where, you know, I had to make sure my stick was taped a certain way. And, you know, yeah, I just just little stuff. But, yeah, I, I definitely don't have anything anymore. Yeah. I still hold true to it, man. I mean, I picked that up. College. When when games started to matter again. That's, I think, when I, you know, obviously, as we've talked about in this pod, like, you know, I left hockey and played beer league and stuff. 
But when it, like, became, like, even when it was, like, a beer league game, I always thought, and I remember you telling me, like, I think somebody noticed it. Like, was like, we shot it right into the goalie's glove on warm-ups. And I'm like, yeah, first shot always goes in the goalie's glove. Always. I aim for it. It needs to happen for me. And it's not, because, you know, I think that, uh, you know, when you're warming up in beer league, if you take breakaways on the goalie, like, that's your first thing to do, you're a fucking asshole. Don't do that. (laughs) The goalie does not want to see that. He wants to see shots. You, he wants to see a lot of like, you know, in the first five minutes, of, the first minute of warmups, you know, because you get like three in beer league. Like, shoot it at the goalie so that he can see the puck and like, okay, that's how that feels again. I'm literally getting shot at at like 40 to 35 mile an hour shots. <laughs> I need to figure this out again, right? First one, right in the glove. That's got to make him feel good, right? Yeah. You know, and that's fine. I'll be the willful heel there. Let him have it. And then, and then for me personally, then, you know, warm-ups go and then I burn the goalie a couple times. But, like, I never do breakaways on warm-ups. So kind of asshole does that? And then, then the, then the last thing I do is, like, I always just, like, even if I have to take it away from, like, my own teammate who's, like, taking the puck to the, to the bench, I'm, like, fuck off like i just take the puck away from him and i'm like okay i can pick this up and then that's it for me i just throw marshmallows at the goalie i just want him to see the puck like i I purposely i purposely try to hit his glove that i mean i do i i i go for the glove on purpose throw him some marshmallows just get him used to seeing the puck Um, right and like uh, like the last 30 seconds i try to like fucking just rip one full full steam and just try to blow it past the goalie. I usually just go a foot over the bar. But <laughs> yeah, normal stuff. You know, uh while we were recording, yeah. uh just quick shout out Team USA Hillary Knight overtime goal against Canada in the My Y tour. There we go. So I, I think Team Canada got the first couple of those games. What a but, beauty. Um, yeah. Uh, Hillary Knight, just another check, another uh, box for her career accomplishments and clutch plays. I mean, she's not even an Ovechkin. She's like a Richard. She's yeah, the I mean, trendsetter. She, she is of, legend. Of, yeah, of goal scoring in women's hockey. So good for her. What a beauty. Um, all right, sorry, I don't know, I derailed that whole thing with my stupid fucking pregame shit. Um, I don't know. It's okay, um, we like to hear you share. Tell us about, so, UNO Mavericks, are they gonna be, are they gonna be a contender this year? What's your thoughts on them? I don't know. Um, I, um, uh, I actually don't know much about, uh, They're always, like, a decent team and they're ranked usually like top 10 but they never get to they never get to a to a tournament so they um uh, trying to pull up their schedule here but yeah they were in and oh real quick before you uh you get into that just something at the tail end of this episode, you know, shout out to the USHL Lancers. They 
staged a walkout because of some things that were going on as far as, you know, things weren't getting paid. Uh, they, their coach was fired, a coach that they liked and was, you know, un, unduly, at least in their eyes, I think, fired. Uh, he was fired and um, the team refused to play and the league backed him. And it looks like the owner of the USHL Lancers is really going to need to, like, figure some shit out or sell the team or figure some, you know, figure out how to, like, remedy the situation before they come in. So kind of a cool little tidbit there. I really do honestly hope that the USHL uh, team there in Omaha figures it out because that's literally how I got into hockey. It's I, I went to a Lancers game and I was like, yeah, I got I to gotta play this sport. And... You know, 11-year-old, 10-year-old me was like, that's it. And now I have a stupid podcast about the Washington Capitals that you lovely listeners listen to. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were uh, – I mean, that's a good story, man. Yeah, and I, I did see uh, – I, I didn't read much about that walkout, but, you know, good for them doing that. Yeah. Um, Standing up uh, for it. Omaha – they uh, coming into this week. They were number nine, yeah, and they actually were the beginning of St. Cloud's three-game losing streak. Yeah. So they they beat them last week in overtime, and then they swept. They went up to Alaska, swept Fairbanks. So they're they're looking pretty good. Riding high, and riding high. They've got a they've got a pretty tough schedule ahead of them. They've still got um, Colorado College, Western Michigan, Denver, North Dakota, Duluth. I mean, they Miami, St. Cloud State again, North Dakota again. So they've they've got um, quite a few top ten matchups ahead of them still. So Omaha, Nebraska, be a team to watch out for, and uh, you know they're trending up right now. Cool, good stuff. I'll have to catch some of those games somehow. Maybe some clandestine ways, but we'll figure it out. Um, Might be on ESPN Plus shows some college hockey, so um, oh, yeah. you just have to go to the the hockey section, or maybe it's NCAA Sports. But I, I know there are some, and it usually is like the Western teams. So right, uh, check ESPN Plus. You might be able to watch some some Mavericks. Absolutely, I'll do that. Um. All right, man. Well, is there anything else, or should we just let all these Caps fans go and get uh, get watching the Seattle Kraken game? Yeah, man. Let's get back to the game that the Caps are losing three to one right now. Aye, fuck. All right. Well, that's not good. Uh, all right. Well, Caps fans. Until next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you with league news and everything else that we do. Hopefully, we'll have a good interview for you next week, and uh, we can talk about maybe a little bit of New Jersey Devil action. That's our teaser. Until then, though, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp 
on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.